Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. It's totally free to subscribe. Social media posts only make it to approximately 10% of your followers. So this is my way of communicating with you more directly. I hope you enjoy. Subscribe. Welcome to the block. So much has happened since my last letter. It was hard to know what to talk about. To name a few, we've seen Tom Brady with laser eyes, Elon Musk hosted the Mother's Day SNL, Ether topped 3,000 and then very quickly continued past 4,000, and we've seen escalated tensions in Jerusalem and Gaza. The Lakers are struggling with injuries, and the NBA playoffs are still shaping up to be epic. But today, I want to focus on two of the tech giants and their ongoing war over our data. I'm talking about Apple and Facebook. If you haven't been following this story, here's a quick rundown. Apple is currently the biggest company in the world by market capitalization. Apple's market cap, which is the stock share price multiplied by the number of shares outstanding, is currently $2.1 trillion. In January of this year, there were 1.65 billion actively used Apple devices in the world, a number that continues to grow rapidly. Facebook, on the other side of the ring, weighs in at a market cap of $868 billion, currently the sixth largest company in the world by market cap. As of its most recent earnings report, there are 1.88 billion daily active users on Facebook and 2.85 billion users active every month. So if we assume a lot of overlap, we're talking somewhere around 10 to 20% of the world using both an Apple device and a Facebook product every day. Easily a billion people. So whether or not you care what they're fighting about, if you're listening to this, it affects you. They have been publicly fighting over Apple's iOS 14.5 update, which introduces an app tracking transparency feature that Facebook and other digital advertisers really don't like. A study from an analytics firm owned by Verizon suggests that only 4% of iPhone users in the US are allowing tracking after the update. This feature is not a new concept, by the way. Apple would have you believe that it's fighting for you and your privacy and its products, and this feature is certainly a step in the right direction. But I'll have us remember when Steve Jobs was speaking about privacy at the end of the D8 conference back in 2010, over a year before he died. When they brought up the topic of privacy, they even said, sorry, Mark, to Mark Zuckerberg, who was sitting off camera nearby. Steve Jobs said, quote, we take privacy very seriously. For example, we worry a lot about location in phones. We worry that something terrible is going to happen because of our phone. And so as an example, before any app can get location data, we don't make it a rule that they have to put up the panel and ask because they might not follow that rule. They call our location services and we put up the panel. This app wants to use your location data. Is that okay with you? Every time they want to use it. And we do a lot of things like that to ensure that people understand what these apps are doing. That's why we have curated the App Store. We have rejected a lot of apps that want to take a lot of your personal data and suck it up into the cloud. And then Walt Mossberg pressed him and he says, quote, but won't Apple move more into the cloud? And doesn't that mean that inevitably... And Steve Jobs cuts him off and he says, no, privacy means that people know what they're signing up for in plain English and repeatedly let them know precisely what you're going to do with their data, end quote. The irony here is double for Apple. This nod to Steve Jobs' definition of privacy and extending it to the data that advertisers are collecting now 11 years after this interview feels more like a calculated business move than one that's truly about our right to privacy. I mean, now that Amazon, Google, and Facebook are the fourth, fifth, and sixth biggest companies on earth, it seems a little late to make this update to the rules, 
which seems to do basically precisely what Steve Jobs was talking about way back then. The second irony here is that 10 years prior to this interview, Apple basically pioneered the click here to say you read this 50-page contract in two seconds with the frequent iTunes updates back in the early 2000s. South Park did an episode called Human Sentipad back in 2011 with some social commentary on this that is still very much relevant today. Maybe one of my lawyer friends can explain to me how a company can rely on a contract when that same company has the data to prove that the person who accepted the agreement did not actually spend the time humanly required to read it. The write-up I found on end-user license agreements doesn't quite do it for me. And then there's Facebook. They would have us believe that they are fighting back against Apple to protect small businesses. But just last week, Signal, a private encrypted messaging app, tried to run the most honest campaign ad ever and got themselves in trouble with Facebook. Signal ran a series of Instagram ads targeting Facebook users and showed them how detailed some of the data Facebook collects on them is. Ironically, Signal used Facebook's own tools to do the targeting, but Facebook booted Signal off their ad platform anyway. Facebook denies this and says it was a Signal PR stunt and that they never tried to run the ads. Signal claims Facebook is a big bad bully. Signal tweeted, we absolutely did try to run these ads. The ads were rejected and Facebook disabled our ad account. These are real screenshots, as Facebook should know. So it seems Facebook wants to stand up for small businesses, unless those small businesses are trying to convince people to leave Facebook Messenger. Needless to say, I don't buy Facebook's Speaking Up for Small Businesses campaign, which paints Apple as a big bad bully to small businesses. But I also don't buy Apple's We Are the Protectors of Your Privacy narrative either. It seems to me that they really just don't like how powerful these big data collectors have become. If they were truly committed to privacy, why wasn't this update part of the release of iOS 5 or iOS 6 back in 2011 or 2012? Or the seven major iOS releases since? Don't get me wrong, I use Facebook and Instagram and I love Apple products and I have many friends from my time working there. I appreciate the work Apple has started doing on privacy over the last few years and as an individual iPhone and Facebook user, I'm in favor of this iOS update but I also don't believe everything I read. So if you're getting this tracking notification message on your iPhone, now you know why. Allow for more targeted ads. Ask app not to track to protect your privacy. The choice is yours. Until next time, blah. What's going on? Here comes your market close snapshot from Tuesday, May 11th, 2021. In U.S. bond yields and global equities, the 10-year and the 30-year were both up about a percent. The stock market had a rough day. The Dow Jones was down over 1% after hitting all-time highs last week. The S&P 500 was down almost a percent, and the NASDAQ was down over 2% earlier in the day in trading and rallied back to be almost flat at the end of the day. The Russell 2000 was down half a percent. International equities in Europe the Euro 350 was down over a percent, the HSI was down 2%, and the Nikkei was down 3%. The Shanghai Composite bucked all the international stocks up almost half a percent on the day. In the USA Big 8 stocks, it was almost all red. Tesla led the way on the downside, down almost 2%, and shares are trading at $617 as of the close. And Amazon was the only Big 8 stock in the U.S. up today, up 1% to $3,223. In the China Big 8 stocks, Baidu led the way on the upside up 3.4%, and Tencent Holdings followed up 2.2%.
there was a lot more green in the China Big 8 stocks today than in the U.S. In U.S. banking, fintech, and crypto, Goldman Sachs had a rough day, down over 2%. Morgan Stanley and J.P. Morgan were both down as well. Square and PayPal were both up about 2%. Bitcoin dominance is down under 45 now, down 2% today, with Bitcoin up to 56733 and Ethereum at $4,071. In mining metals and foreign exchange, the GDAX, the gold mining index, was up 0.7%, and silver was up 1.2%. The dollar index was pretty much flat. It's at 90.195 now. It's going to be interesting to see if the dollar index falls through 90 and drops below 90. That's going to be very bullish for gold and Bitcoin and, and the gold mining index. And finally, in commodities, oil was up almost a percent to $65.42 a barrel, and copper was up 1.7%. And wheat and corn were also both up 1.8 and 1.7% respectively. All right, thanks for joining. Talk to you soon. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. It's totally free to subscribe, and all my clients get the first year paid subscription free with any package purchased. With the paid subscription, you'll get investment research tips in real time to help you expand your wealth. I do the research so you don't have to. For those who don't know, I run Elbay Endeavors, a consulting company which helps individuals and entrepreneurs expand their wealth and businesses. We offer packages suitable for everyone from rising investors to Fortune 500 companies. No matter where you are on your financial or entrepreneurial journey, we're here to help you get to the next level. Download our free guide and schedule your free 30-minute consultation to get started working with us today. The annual subscription costs less than 22 cents a day. You really can't afford to be without it.